0: Do, 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 do. You're in the Dragon Ball Super, listen to Dragon Ball Super Dope or Super Dub, depending on how you want to look at it now. We're doing dubs. We're doing dubs. Super's over for now, but we're doing the dubs. Episode 60 today. I'm not singing along that much. I don't know why. It's fucking lame. You listen to us on Apple Podcast, Stitcher, Spotify, 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 all right. Welcome into Dragon Ball Super Dope, Super Dub, whatever you want to call it. My name is Kyle. Thank you for checking this out. I did do a little Facebook live feed uh, this morning slash this afternoon. Um kind of doing what I did last week with episode 59 just watching the dub and the sub side by side and I don't know if it's even worth doing to be honest with you because at least the last two episodes in, in terms of the translation from the sub to the dub uh it, it's been really good it's been really accurate I think at times Funimation has even uh done a better job with the delivery of the script or however you want to you know say it um a little bit more impactful I think and again the dub excuse me the sub that I watched this morning it's uh, a little rough and the reason I know it's a little rough is because they're they are calling sensu beans sage beans if are calling sensu beans sage beans I don't fuck with your sub unless you know it's the only sub I could find at that time and then I'm like eh, alright I know not to put too much weight into this uh, but whatever the case uh, got my got my tunes going in the left ear. Uh, let's just talk about Dragon Ball. So, episode 60. Into the future again. Goku Black. True identity revealed. Finally. And I kind of forgot. Like, it was kind of a big mystery. Like, who the fuck is Goku Black? Is it evil Goku? We had all those fucking wonderfully special people uh, theorize that it was future Goten. Even though he was never born in that timeline. So good on you guys for giving us internet stuff to make fun of for a couple months um but my point is we kind of lost uh at least a year after the fact or a year and a half or however long it's been since this initially aired the suspense and trying to figure out who the hell Goku Black was it's uh a little lost on me meaning because we already know right um but I feel like the dub kind of did a little bit of a disservice in the reveal today so we'll we'll talk more about that when we get there Um, again I did go back and forth to try to watch uh, you know for any differences Uh, and I got to say it comes up all similarities it comes up as all very faithful translations for this uh, for this episode we watched today so this week's episode picks up right off of where we left off last week Uh, we pick up with Beerus and Trunks Talking about the outcome of the timeline now that Beerus and you know that Hakai scene we talked about at length last week, um, the way that Hakai scene was handled was beautiful. So, you get a quick little recap where you see the Hakai, it's very badass, and then it's this conversation in front of the capsule court building where Trunks, Goku, Vegeta, Beerus, Wiz, Bulma, everybody except you know it was everybody, including the fucking Pilaf gang. I don't understand how the Pilaf gang has managed to stick around in Super this long. Like, I get like Battle of the Gods, okay. Yeah, it's it's cool to bring them back. But, like, what the fuck are they still doing hanging out at the capsule court building? Like, Bulma, you're a landlord now, I guess. Like, get your shit together. Get your house in order. Get the Pilaf gang out of here. Yeah, they're small and chibi and cute as fuck. But, at the end of the day, they're evil people trying to steal the Dragon Balls and fuck you over. Uh, But again, I I do appreciate how Mai is, uh, you know, such a big part of this arc. It doesn't make all the sense in the world, but whatever. We pick up at that scene there where Trunks is essentially questioning, like, is this really going to make a difference at all? Um, You know, when I uh, came back from the future, the first time when the androids destroyed my timeline, when I went back, didn't change anything. Uh, In all reality, you know, he explains to them because especially little kid trunks being such a focal point of at least these couple of, uh, last few episodes. He, the, the dynamic between future trunks, little trunks has been super interesting to me. I love seeing it. Uh, but he's the one who kind of points out little trunks is this is the way it works in books and movies. Like if you change the past here at that point, it's going to be, um, you know, rectified in the future. So, With that kind of mentality, you'd think then, since Beerus just hides Zamasu out of fucking existence, at least within this timeline, that it's going to have the outcome of, all right, the future now is restored. Zamasu never uh, fulfills his plan to steal the time rings, steal the Super Dragon Balls, and everything's good. Let's go back to the future and check it out. Big fucking flaw in that logic, though, is that Future Trunks is still there in their present timeline, reacting and dealing with all this. So kind of pokes a hole right in that theory. If that had been the case, then Trunks would have, uh, you know, I guess just disappeared. Uh, I like this arc a lot mainly because one of my favorite movies or movie trilogies of all time is the Back to the Future franchise. And obviously when Trunks first came in in the 90s, uh, he was more of a call to the Terminator series. Obviously somebody travels back in time and there's these killer robots and you know he needs to warn people in the past to you know be ready for these future robots, right? Uh, I really like Trunks as a setup, you know, with that kind of premise. But when he comes back now, you know, that Terminator vibe is still kind of there. Granted, not killer robots, but killer gods now. And what I think is cool about it is it kind of takes a little bit more of the shape of, you know, some of the Back to the Future stuff that we talk about in that movie. Um, And one of it being this. So, you know, Trunks really makes the differentiation. Future Trunks really makes the differentiation of You know what you're referring to little trunks is you know dynamic time travel and that's just not how it works dynamic meaning all encompassing all is within one timeline in reality alternate timelines stretch off of each other and we knew that coming back uh you know from the cell games and you know how everything else resolves and trunks you know still having to go back to the future defeat the androids defeat cell when he first comes back in super we see that he eventually goes on to defeat um so it's, it's an alternate timeline. The question that lies here, though, is, yeah, we got to see Beerus do this Hakai on Zamasu, and it's cool. But we all kind of knew, is that really going to change, you know, what the timeline looks like for Trunks? Probably not, right? So the, the one thing that's kind of the outlier here is the fact that he's a deity, you know? Uh, when, and, and Beerus in the sub versus Beerus in the dub. In the sub, he sounds very tentative about if it's actually going to work. He's like, it has to be. I'm a God. He's a God. When, when gods fuck with each other like that, there has to be some greater outcome. It has to resolve the issues that we have here. And that's really where the reasoning stops. It's not clearly stated that there has been any other kind of instance or any other kind of example where gods interfere with the timelines of others. And we'll talk about the time rings too, but the the, the time rings are... They're a plot device, right? <laughs> they have to be a plot device. Uh, mainly because the gods seemingly are so against the very concept of time travel and disrupting the natural order of things. And even Jocko earlier in the series, he talks about how that's a big fucking no no for the Galactic Patrol. Um, you know, they don't, again, they don't want to interrupt or, you know, disturb the natural order, the natural flow of things. So um, the way that. You know, Trunks kind of explains, I don't think this is going to change. Ultimately, you know, comes true despite the fact that a deity intervened and, you know, God on God hate crime here. Uh, it doesn't change the outcome. So they decide that they're going to go back to the future now. Trunks needs to see if the if the timeline has been changed. And Goku says, I'm going with you. I want to fight Zamasu again. Trunks asks Vegeta to go with him. Um you know and Vegeta you know says we need to make a plan basically Um, I really like the fact that you know Vegeta isn't so hot headed in that scene where he's like I just let me at him let me at him eventually you know he goes on to um, completely undo what he did here in this scene but he's very calm cool and collected like we need a plan we can't just go back there willy nilly and see what the fuck happens Trunks seemingly was ready to do that as was Goku Goku doesn't care if it's good Cool. If it's not good and Zamasu and Black are there, I'm going to fight Zamasu again. That'll be cool. Uh, but Vegeta really wants to have a plan, and he even goes so far as to you know, kind of tell Trunks, hey, if we go back and everything's cool, don't come back here and bother us again. Um, I think the impact of the dub translation was a little less sincere. Like, you can tell Sabat in his delivery of that line is, kind of trying to portray like yeah I'm being the tough prideful dad guy and um you know don't don't come back here and bother me anymore but like you can hear it in his voice like he he doesn't mean that genuinely um he, it's kind of thinly veiled as like you keep bothering me kid Oh, I have to help you again and that's not the fucking case it's just not the case and the japanese one and again I think it's probably because I don't speak japanese man I read it on the screen with the subtitles so The way that it's conveyed or the way that it's um, set up in Japanese, it sounds a little bit more sincere or a little bit more angry. Again, we should just bite the bullet and and take some fucking Japanese lessons. If any of y'all motherfuckers want to find some Rosetta Stone, do it. Do it. Um, But Little Trunks has the freak out. Him and Trunks kind of have the back and forth about the dynamic time travel shit. And as they're doing the explanation of that, you can see that Beerus is visibly upset. He is pissed that he's got these mortals coming at him. Like, hey, we understand what you just said. We should probably take what you're saying into consideration or take it as gospel or whatever, like you're right. Okay, Lord Beerus, you're right. And that's not the case. You know, Trunks is like very legitimately questioning if this is gonna actually change the outcome. So while Beerus is kind of pissed about it, um. You know, that's when Bulma says, fuck it, let's go. I'm going to go with you uh, just in case anything happens with this time machine. You know, obviously me in the future is dead. So we want to uh, be able to make sure if you get stuck or something breaks on this fucking time machine, you need somebody who's able to fix it. Bulma goes back to the future with them. Um, But, you know, Beerus still kind of has his, uh, you know, this is blasphemous. Let's get the fuck out of here. Wease and uh, they take off. So one of my favorite parts of at least the last couple episodes I talked about it. I think it was episode fifty nine, right last week. Uh, the really cool scene between Chibi Trunks and Future Trunks, uh, when when Future Trunks is visibly dejected and he's like, "I let my down. I'm sad." Ugh. And Chibi Trunks is like, "Yo, what the fuck, man? You got beat one time and you're going to be moping around like a little fucking kid like this?" Call yourself for saying that whole scene was really cool, but they have a, almost like a part two to that scene today and how it it's kind of important for Little Kid Trunks now to see future Trunks succeed, right? So he kind of goes back and forth, and you can tell that when when Little Trunks is trying to like work out the explanation for what this time travel piece looks like, that he doesn't really want Trunks to go. He doesn't want future Trunks to go back. He doesn't want anything bad to happen to him. He wants to see future Trunks succeed. But as he explains it to them, hey, this is what happened last night with the androids, this is realistically what we might be about to walk into in the future with, with Black and Zamasu just... Still there, ready to kill us potentially. Um, When they all pile in the time machine, they fly up, they fly out. Little Kid Trunks, you know, flies after them and gives them, you know, good luck, me, good luck. I love, love, love that scene because Little Kid Trunks is so pissed off at Future Trunks in the last episode and this one kind of brings them back together and, uh, you know, he kind of becomes like the cheering section for him. You know, he doesn't want anything bad to happen to Future Trunks. I do love the fact that he wishes him good luck, me, and not good luck Trunks like they refer to each other um, as themselves, which I like, um, instead of, you know, Future Trunks, Tribby Trunks, or Mirai, whatever the fuck you want to say. Um, I like the fact that th- there's no real differentiation in the character, and, and there's even a scene too, while they're sitting at dinner, you know, getting ready to plan to go back to the future where Goku calls out for trunks. They both respond and look at him. And he's like, ah, with the chicken leg in his hand. No, this one, this trunks. I I love, love, love the fact that they do a good job of, of making the trunks is, you know, the same person, but the differentiation between the two couldn't be more vast and the fact that big trunks even takes the time to explain that to little trunks in today's episode I thought was really really cool Um, uh, so get back we have a cool little transitional scene with the time machine where it's kind of flying through the pocket of you know time and space or however the hell you want to you know uh, talk about that I, I don't know the right way to put that I'm not very eloquent I said eloquent earlier and I like watched some YouTuber the other day who did a, I don't know what the fuck it was. It was some Dragon Ball thing, but he's from Canada. So when he says eloquent, he says eloquent. And I just thought the kid had like a fucking stroke or something, but no, I guess that's how just Canadian people say it. Anyway, I can't speak about time travel and interdimensional bullshit too eloquently but they do have that cool scene where you kind of see them flying through looking for that next piece. It's like all brown, black, gold kind of, um, you know, speed lines going on. They're very evidently traveling through some kind of space time. Again, can't speak about it eloquently, but I do like that transitional piece before they go through that black, green, smog, smoke that, you know, seemingly envelops Trunk's world now. Um I like that effect a lot, especially when I'm about to have to fight some Goku Black online in Fighters. And that's the first thing I see is the black and green smoke. Anyway, they come back. They realize future jolly well fucked. One of the first things you see is a bombed out looking capsule court building with a big hole in the side. So very evidently nothing has changed here. Um, they land. Goku's got some motion sickness. Hardy har har. Uh, and that's when the resistance fighters kind of, uh, well, excuse me, before the resistance fighters actually come in, you have a quick shot of Black and Zamasu and they're, they're making tea. You see a quick shot of Black and Zamasu, you know, suddenly becoming aware of the key of Goku, Vegeta, and Trunks. And they say, all right, they're here. Um, uh, Shamel I love so much about Sean Shemmel, as much stuff as I don't love about Sean Shamel. Hey! Mateus? Uh, yo, Mateus, yo, Mateus Yo, Mateus, yo, Mateus Yo, yo, Mateus So I, I mentioned it at the top of the episode We're doing a, just a live Facebook stream off of, off of the page today We've obviously done it in the past for like the 131 uh, Episode reveal we had You know, lots of people over here in the room But now that I'm doing more of the dub stuff I kind of think it's worth sitting down And like working out as far as the sub and the dub translation Although I gotta say, again Funimation fucking fire job on this stuff so uh, I just wanted to you know get a little bit more of uh, the fan input I realize I'm doing this at like one o'clock on a fucking Sunday so not too many people are uh, in the room but the video will be up on the Facebook page if you do want to go check it out afterwards it's just me sitting in a hood in a darkened room you can see some vinyls on the wall you can also see me talking into a microphone talk with my pen a lot I have notes it's really nothing but you know if you want to hang out and you know talk some shit on Dragon Ball I'm all about it Uh, anyway, Black and Zamasu very much aware of Trunks, Vegeta, and Goku's return to the present and so, they about to go fuck shit up before they get there though Resistance fighters, they find Trunks they say, hey Trunks, welcome back homie your girlfriend, she got fucked up while you were gone, you might want to come take a look at this, so they go back to this underground you know, train track, tunnel wherever the hell this Resistance is hiding in now, which by the way Goku and Black, excuse me, Goku, Black, and Zamasu, if they're so GD powerful, you'd think they'd fuck up a train tunnel, right? Right? Is that just me? Is it me being, is it me having unrealistic expectations? Maybe. It's typically the case. Uh, But Mai was caught in a blast. They do have that quick shot of Yajirobe hanging in the background, him and Bulma exchange. You know, a couple words. Yajirobe takes credit for saving Mai. The Sage Beans the sage beans i watched a really shitty sub today where they called sensu beans sage beans so um goku throws a sage bean over to trunks uh he puts it in his mouth chews it up like a baby bird or mama bird for her baby bird kisses it i guess down Mai's throat and you have that really funny exchange of like goku wow you just put your mouth on that girl's mouth what's up with chew man and, you know, the funny stuff uh, with Vegeta being like, hey, you have a kid and, you know, two kids and a wife. You've never kissed somebody. All of that's very funny. And the sub I watched today, it, it wasn't that funny. Funimation, though, man, the Shemel and Vegeta deliveries on those lines were so fucking funny today. <laughs> I really loved it. So, what the fuck, why oh, yeah, Trunks, baby mama. Baby mama, Trunks, mama bird, a sensory bean into Mai's mouth. She is uh, recovered. She's good. She wiped some dirt off of her face. Like it was a big dramatic fucking thing. Uh, She's good to go, right? Wrong. Because then they got to run out because Black and Zabasu are on their way. So... After they they leave, I did see, and I talked about it a little bit during the stream. So I I, have, I didn't record the entire stream. Obviously, this is me just commenting on the episode. But if you go watch that Facebook Live video, I was going back and forth with Billy Addison, kami's uh, Lookout, shout out, baby, uh, one of the best Facebook groups, uh, Dragon Ball Facebook group. So if you're not a, if you're not a member of kami's Lookout, go join that group now because you know we're we're pretty cool. We don't fuck around. Respectful for the most part. It's not Dragon Ball fans. That's for G D share. A lot of of badness going on. I mean, there's some good, too, obviously, but a lot of uh, insufferable people. But I talked with Billy a little bit. Bulma and Mai have a cool moment. So Bulma from the past meets Mai from the future. And, you know, they kind of touch hands real quick, and it's like, hey, it's so nice to meet you, you know, in this timeline or whatever. And didn't Mai and Bulma meet, like, in Dragon Ball? I don't know of any definitive cases, like, off the top of my head. I mean, I haven't watched Dragon Ball as a series in probably, I don't know, I've watched a few episodes here and there, but, like, i watched the whole series in earnest a couple of times through a few years back. So can't come up with um, any concrete examples of the times where Bulma and Mai have met each other. But I don't know. Just that whole little exchange was was cool, but still kind of weird. And I think a lot of it can just be chalked up to this whole you know we got a lot of time time uh travel theory going on here and it can get a little confusing who's met who and when and i don't know it, it, go watch that facebook video and watch me yell about it cuz i yell um but they go back and um goku vegeta trunks and then have to leave to go meet you know zamasu and black they basically think all right we need a plan here plan always was according to vegeta who sees black goes ssb right away And just charges the dude and you know he stops and he says oh yeah i know that you want some revenge on me like i whooped your ass and you know you're embarrassed and you know vegeta has this cool uh, i think it's both in the sub and the dub but vegeta has this cool kind of um reprieve where he says i'm not doing this to get revenge on you i'm doing this to to save the future for my son and and the dub they use the word son which i feel makes it a little bit more impactful uh, and the sub, they just say trunks, which take it as you want. But I feel like when he refers to him as trunks, it's like I'm not doing this for my son. I'm doing it for somebody that I know. The dub says the word son. I feel it makes it a little bit more impactful and uh, definitely makes Vegeta a, a little bit more of a, you know, a softy in some respects. Um, but I came here for my son. You know, I came here to save my son. Uh, Goku goes on to explain to Zamasu in Black. We figured out your whole GD plan. You killed Zawasu. You stole the time ring. You got the Super Dragon Balls to make a fake me, a, a copy of me. And that's really the one part of the, of the um truly really the one part of the situation that they didn't have uh, sort of pinned. Like, who is Goku Black? It's obviously not Goku. It must be a fake copy of, of Goku, kind of like that copy Vegeta stuff that we saw, you know, whatever, 10, 15 episodes ago. I think it's really cool that, They did such a good job kind of stringing us along like you think you know who Black is. And then at the end, you don't because it's Zamasu. And it's hard to remember now, a year and a half later, how surprising that was. But I remember hearing that news and I'm like, what the fuck? How is that possible? I don't understand. And it's like you should understand mainly because we're talking about a show that relies heavily on wish orbs that can You know, grant any fucking wish imaginable. Plus, now you've got this whole piece where the Kais have time rings. Um, So, one thing I really don't like about Super, and I talked about it, you know, on the stream with Billy too, I don't like the time rings being worked into the mythos of, you know, what the Supreme Kais are responsible for. Um, It kind of flies in the face of everything that we talk about in this arc. And, you know, they've mentioned it a couple times throughout Super as well. It's like this this time travel bit is, uh, you know, very much flying in direct defiance of what the gods want you to do or what the gods expect of you as a mortal. You can't be fucking with time like this. So how do you... Um, I if the gods feel so strongly about not being able to fuck with time and how it's a law, why do the gods have fucking time rings? Because it's a plot device to be able to get, you know, this version of Goku Black into this fight. I mean, you could have just waited another year and used the Super Dragon Balls, right? I don't know, I guess. But does that really lend itself to moving along the narrative in a timely process? Probably not. Does it resolve the inconsistency where the gods are consistently bitching about how time travel is a bad thing? And then all of a sudden they too are, f- I won't say frequent because obviously Gawasu had those time rings under lock and key, but the fact that they could do it in the first place, I mean, I guess it's like a break glass in case of emergency kind of situation, but it just makes zero sense to me that these gods are so against time travel and they themselves have the ability to travel through time. Um, I get that it's probably just a plot device, something to move it along. We don't want to have Zamasu's fucking plan playing out over the course of, you know, four or five years, right? However long it would take to make all of those wishes with the Super Dragon Balls. We just don't have the time for that as an audience. One thing I appreciate about Super is the fact that. Very much like Dragon Ball Z Kai and how that was recut. They they cut out a lot of the crust on the shit sandwich. Not to call Dragon Ball a shit sandwich, obviously, but there's a lot of unnecessary, superfluous kind of bullshit in there that you don't really need sometimes. Super does a really great job streamlining everything where you're not going to have a Goku Frieza fight take you know, over the course of 20 episodes. I think all in all... and and this is me not having rewatched this arc in its entirety since it first aired. But I think all in all they fight Goku black and Zamasu like three different times. And it all happens over the course of what? 15, 16, 17 episodes. Maybe I think there's like another seven or eight episodes left in this arc. Cause I think episode 66 is Vegito. I believe, uh, if you're obviously, if you're, uh, if you're listening to this podcast, I'm throwing the spoiler warnings out the fucking window. Here's why. If you listen to Superdope, I'm gonna assume you're a bit of a Dragon Ball junkie. I wouldn't listen to myself talk about anything except Dragon Ball, I guess, because that's what I that's what I love. But I digress. I if you're listening to this podcast, it's probably because you're a Dragon Ball junkie and you've already watched uh this series, this episode, this arc. So I'm kind of throwing spoiler warnings out the goddamn window. If spo- and and we do have, I've had so many people yell at me in the past, like spoilers, like fucking cut it out, Kyle, right? If you're listening to this today and you're one of those people who hate spoilers and you don't know what's about to happen in the dub, a don't listen, or you know, pick us back up when we get back to new episodes of Super, hopefully sometime you know mid next year, but a. Maybe this isn't the podcast for you anymore. And B, may God have mercy on your soul. Facebook live feed, busy as fuck today, man. Just kidding. One thirty on a Sunday. The end of this episode, though, they reveal that Goku Black is indeed not a copy, not a fake. It is Goku's body. In the sub, they say, you know with with the heart of Zamasu in the dub they say with the mind of Zamasu the way they do the reveal on the dub I felt was a little anticlimactic, especially the lack of reaction from the other characters and it's the same way too in the in the sub uh, at the same I don't know it just maybe it's because we already knew. That has to be it. Like that ruins the shock value of that moment, I would assume. Um Either way, I think it's um kind of uneventful. And for whatever reason, when I, I remember first watching this episode, when he says that, I thought we're going to get the flashback and get to actually see, you know, Zamasu going back, taking over Goku's body, doing what he does. And I'm not going to bring up what he does. Not to, again, not to like for the spoiler thing, but... We're going to talk about that, I think, next week. And that's some impactful shit. Watching Goku Black go and do all of the evil things that he does and those flashbacks. Woo-hoo, dude, can't wait to see that next week. Funimation, you've done a fire-fucking job on this arc. I hope the quality continues. Um, did have a new closing theme song today. No more Yuka Yuka Da. Yuka Yuka Da. Yuka 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 we're not fucking with that song anymore that's the positive the negative is I don't like the sub excuse me I don't like the sub <laughs> the negative is I don't like the song that they have after you you could done I'm not huge on that it's okay it's not it's not super's worst closing theme it's definitely not the best closing theme and by the best closing theme I obviously mean 70-centimeter square window by Rotten Graffiti. It's not Boogie Back. Definitely not Boogie Back. That's probably number two in terms of super closing theme songs for me. Uh, whatever. That's episode 60. The sub versus the dub. Again, last week I think I actually preferred the dub to the sub, which is I think the first time ever in my life that I can say that, and I've been watching the subs since I was probably eight or nine years old. So, um, definitely, a, a different kind of feeling for me to have to express out loud, not only on a podcast, but also on this Facebook live feed. So, um, again, if you weren't a part of the Facebook live feed, we had a few people drop in and out and, you know, say what's up. Appreciate you guys for, for watching and, and, you know, listening to the podcast, your continued support. I really, really, really appreciate you guys. You're the reason we continue to do this, even though 131 is has coming on, um, getting ready for that movie in december that is going to be i can't wait for that movie not too much has come out in terms of news uh, for that outside of what we've already known it's probably going to revolve around yamoshi it's going to revolve around frieza's relationship with the saiyans um we did do an episode i don't know probably like six or seven weeks ago now about um, you know what we know about the movie so far, the comments from Toriyama uh, about the direction of the script, um, also just um, the fact that that the Toei Animation website put it out put out a press release with Toriyama's comments, not only in Japanese but also in English at the same time. That's fascinating to me, given the success of Super across the world and our ability to see it you know, within just an hour or two of it airing in Japan and being able to kind of watch it all together at the same time. I think Toei would be, and again, keep in mind, they haven't put out a movie since Super started. Fukatsu no F happened a few months later, Super started in July of 15, 2015. So we haven't had a new movie come out since the series has come out and since the series has come out it's really spread like wildfire obviously it's a fucking shonen battle weekly um you know anime that we can all enjoy with characters that we've known for 30 years of course that shit's gonna make its way around the internet in record effing time i think now that they've seen that and that there's really no way that they can kind of um prevent that from happening from a television perspective. Movie perspective, completely different story. If you were on the internet looking for sub copies of Battle of Gods and Fukatsu no F when they first aired in Japan, you must have had somebody in Japan if you were able to see it. Or you saw a Spanish version of it or something like that. Spanish versions were probably some of the first ones, at least for Battle of Gods. Spanish versions were the first ones to leak out. If you had a Japanese copy, you probably knew somebody in Japan. Or you took a serious risk with, um I don't know, Pirate Bay. Was that a thing back then? I don't think it's a thing now. Maybe it is in like a lesser iteration. I digress. Now that they know how, you know crazy successful it is from um, an international standpoint, I think Toei would be missing out on a huge opportunity. They'll do a theatrical release in Japan. And then what I think they should do, and I don't know how feasible it is, but release the movie on one of these streaming services, maybe a week or two after it comes out in theaters so that the rest of the world will be able to enjoy it. Like you'll still make your ticket sales in Japan, um, I'd be hard-pressed to believe they're going to debut the movie, you know, in Mexico or America or Canada or, you know, other English uh, – Mexico doesn't speak English, but you get what I'm saying. I have a hard time believing they would release it in theaters um at the same time as it's released in Japan in theaters. I could see Japan getting a jump start and, you know, having the movie be out for a week, two weeks, and then they go to one of these streaming services – Maybe it's Crunchyroll. Maybe Toei comes out with their that would be a good fucking play for Toei. Get their own, you know, streaming service and this is how they launch it. Imagine how many people would sign up for a Toei streaming service, not just in Japan, but worldwide. If they knew one of the newest things coming out on it was Dragon Ball Super, you know, the movie after the Tournament of Power. That subscription count will go fucking crazy. I don't know if that's what they're wrangling for. This is me just kind of being, you know, conspiracy theory Kyle. Because I don't have like, you know, shit about the Tournament of Power or whatever to to break down. And there's really no new news on the movie in terms of a story. But that would be a good play for Toei. Uh, it would keep the fans happy for sure. I think if you give him a week wait or two week wait. So that way it can do its theatrical run in Japan. I think that's more than fair. It would be better than waiting, you know, 6, 12 months to get a subbed copy to eventually leak its way onto YouTube or whatever. Or watching, you know, some pirated raw version without subs. If you speak Japanese, obviously you're in good shape. But I don't. So I'd be in terrible shape. Either way, I think they could be angling to do some kind of worldwide release. Maybe not at the same time as theatrical release in Japan, but maybe soon thereafter that'd be quite the cash cow for them uh what else anything else going on relevant in the dragon ball world this week not too much got that dragon ball z legends mobile game shall it? yep saying from the past cool we're fucking with time travel again it's dragon ball z Not sure if you've heard of the Xenoverse saga, but that's basically the entire fucking point of it. Time travel patrol. So now we'll get an old agent saying he's going to be voiced by some dude who, um, I never knew his name. Still don't saw his uh, announcement on Twitter. Some kind of fan dub guy who is now working for the officially licensed material. So with that being said, good for that dude. Um, it's cool, again, and it's it's kind of like what I've said about Toyotaro, you know, taking over the manga. Um, it's cool to have one of our own involved in the process. And by one of our own, I mean somebody who grew up loving, addicted to Dragon Ball like the rest of us. So it's cool that, you know, from a professional perspective, um, you're able to lend your voice to that. So congratulations, homie, shallot, not going to learn your real name, just going to call you shallot. Uh what else? No new movie news. Uh I found a hit the other day. Uh the All-Star line at Walgreens. Walgreens, baby. Coming in clutch. What else? I think that's it. Go check Twitter. Make sure we didn't miss anything on Twitter. I well, guess we didn't. Pow zing, kai. Got the Ultra Instinct theme in my head. Or in my ear, you know, as fucking usual. Wow. Eminem celebrates 10 years of sobriety. Thanks for the update, Twitter. All right, let's see. Wow. All right, so I just popped in Dragon Ball Super 60, right? Twitter, sometimes you are the best place, sometimes you are the worst place. Now, this wasn't tweeted directly at me, but I feel like I kind of need to address a couple of these comments. Okay, this is Factuac. Factuac. I think he meant to say factual but this is from uh, Gamer Guy D 7 aces Dragon Ball Super English dub is superior to sub in every way shape and form and anyone who disagrees is a moronic weeaboo 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 maybe I'm fucking old but what the fuck is a weeaboo whatever episode 60 explained time travel parallel universe theory better than the sub ever did Just because the English translation is a lot more clear to you than how somebody took the Japanese translation and, you know, put it into subs, doesn't necessarily mean the the sub is a, a better overall, uh, excuse me, that the dub is a better overall product. Um, I agree with you. They did do a better job in the dub explaining, you know, how this whole time travel thing works for sure, but... Keep in mind, homie, you're typing in English. I'm gonna guess you're not a native Japanese speaker, as I am not either. So please understand that there is some disconnect between somebody who is a native speaker or at least a fluent speaker of that language. And maybe things weren't clearly uh, transcribed in, in terms of, you know, the context or all of the little details and explanations. So if that's if if how fucking time travel was explained today is the fucking linchpin of your argument for dub being better than sub do me a favor get the fuck off Twitter and go jump the bridge uh what else we got oh shit different uh, differentiating point of view uh Anthony and D Loretto at Tony D 1798 Dragon Ball Super episode 60 English dub was trash I didn't like the performance that well I didn't like the performance that well there were a couple silent dub changes dialogue changes and more dub changes I just hated it please get it right at Funimation and fix this for the home release disagree Anthony granted I watched maybe a faulty sub but I don't know man I think uh, they did a great job with the, the translation for this episode and if you're nitpicking I mean what the fuck were the changes you know what I mean I need concrete examples, Anthony. What the fuck were the changes? Like, you can't just say there were a lot of changes and then not tell me what the changes are. And the reason I wanted to do this, you know, last week and today, like the sub versus dub comparison, I sit down and watch them in five minute fucking chunks, side by side, is for dickheads like this. Like... I've been guilty of it. Dub changes too much. Dub dumbs it down. Yeah, back in the fucking late '90s, early 2000s, they did. They changed and watered down a lot of it. I think Funimation kind of fucking gets it now. Not only with how storied the franchise is, but this is their cash cow from for Funimation as well. Like I don't, I know they've got a billion other animes that they work with and, and, and translate. Dragon Ball started it all for them. Dragon Ball is the first born for Funimation. So, that being said, if you're going to be critical of Funimation, at least come with some goddamn proof. Don't say that there are significant script changes within the dub and not give me any example. At least the first tweet I read, that dude said the way time theory, you know, the time travel in theory, the way that it's explained in the dub is a little bit more clear. I get it. I understand what that. Thank you for giving me a concrete example I like you. I like you for that. Uh, Anthony, you're fucking lazy. If you're going to bitch, give me some goddamn fucking context around it, okay, bud? What else? At one man, no name. Dragon Ball Super Dub, episode 60. Goku has never kissed a girl. Yeah. Did you have to tweet that? Like, <laughs> Jesus, dude. Uh, You know, going through my Twitter search here, a lot of it is just every goddamn website in the world is doing a review you know youtube channel website whatever they're all about those episode reviews i got to be honest like i realize i'm doing episode review discussion whatever and like let's be real it's because i we had a great time doing super dope through the tournament of power And it's because this podcast is going to continue and hopefully we'll be, you know, still going strong when the Super Series comes back, hopefully next year. A lot of these people, I swear, I just, they're doing it for content and that's the wrong reason to do it. If you don't love Dragon Ball, get the fuck out my fandom, dude. If you're doing it, if you're doing it strictly for website clicks. And there are people who love Dragon Ball who are very successful with their YouTube pages Obviously, Geekdom, AJ, um, those are the two that I go to most often just because not only do those guys know their shit, they're incredibly accessible and do videos about everything. You can tell they fucking love the show, like comic book movie or whatever the fuck is doing a review, whatever shitty trash website's doing a review. I don't fucking care about your paid staff writer who sat through the fucking Toonami dub last night, okay? That dude's doing it for a fucking paycheck. We lose money on Super Dope. And by lose money, I mean we advertise every once in a while. I do this out of the fucking pure love of my heart. Gives me a good excuse to communicate with you guys on a regular basis. I love the people who listen to our show regularly. Like, we got our fucking diehards who listen every goddamn week, know the jokes to the show better than I do. I love and appreciate and respect you people. You're the type of people who would do an episode review just because maybe you're not looking for website clicks, but you love Dragon Ball. I love you guys. The fucking comic book movie, whatever fucking trash website's doing a, oh boy, Goku Black Identity revealed. Oh shit. We got a chocolate. We don't care about you, Holmes. The fuck out my fandom. I fucking hate you. I haven't been this angry about anything on Super Dope in a while. It is, you know, just before two o'clock on a Sunday afternoon. I'm not drinking. So this is just unbridled fucking rage. Let's see. I'm bridled the word. I don't know. Yeah. A lot of this shit is just episode review. I like the video. I like the video. And that's all fine. It's all good and fine. All right, guys. That's going to do it for up we this week. Thank you for listening. Continue to support. I appreciate it. Um, I think I'm going to... And I've said it a few times, but shout out again to my buddy Billy Addison at, at Commies Lookout. He, he shot me some information on a good uh, video editing software that he has uh, been fucking around with for his channel, uh, The Lookout. Uh, make sure you go look them up on YouTube. Again, if you're not part of the Facebook group, go join it because we're pretty cool and mostly respectful. And we don't really fuck with some of the cancerous stuff that a lot of the Facebook groups do. Yeah. Um, Smaller group, but much more passionate and a lot just nicer to much nicer to people. Um, uh, anyway, he turned me on to some good video editing software that's fairly simple to use. I think I'm going to start chunking out old episodes of Super Dope, uh, at least like into some segments and upload them as a few videos. I think. It'd probably be in our best interest to start to build the YouTube presence as much as I am not thrilled about having to go into that realm. Cause what we do on the podcast is very different from what those YouTube guys do, but got to start building the fan base somewhere else, man. So uh, everybody who stuck with us since the beginning uh, we love you. We appreciate you. Please, um, you know, continue to share the show with your friends. Rate, subscribe, iTunes, Apple Podcast, iTunes, Apple Podcast is the same thing. Make sure you rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. Um, if you are on YouTube, you're active on the platform. Go subscribe to our channel, Dragon Ball Subadop, and uh, look for some more videos that'll be up hopefully. I don't know, man. Maybe we can start getting some of these done by the end of the week. If you've got old episodes, you know, I'm, I'm talking to the diehards here, the the Joey B's, the Knicks, uh, the Dan's, Baby Jaren's. Like, if, if, you guys, if you guys have old segments that you think were informative or good or funny or whatever, you got suggestions on that, shoot me uh, something on Twitter. Let me know, hey, do a segment about this or chunk out this segment from this episode, whatever. I'm going to be going back and listening to the old episodes to try to get you know, a beat on some things that we do want to chunk out. And then, you know, on the flip side of that too, if you've got some other content that you'd like to hear us talk about, um, maybe Mike did get a job, so <laughs> I haven't seen him as frequently. Um, but, uh, me, Mike, Brandon, uh, you know, a few of the other regulars here for super dope. We want to sit down and talk about some other stuff too. Uh, maybe it'll be like YouTube exclusive content. So, um, you got suggestions on that stuff, let me know. You got suggestions on old stuff you want to see posted on the YouTube channel, let me know. Again, Dragon Ball Super Dope, DB Super Dope 1, the number one on Twitter uh, and on Facebook. So, again, appreciate the uh, appreciate the continued support from you guys. And, uh, yeah, man, we will talk with you soon. <laughs>